Hello, wake up call. Greetings in the name of the Most High. Unfortunately, you're in a uh, dystopian episode of uh, The Lost Planet, where suddenly, in your simulation, you're going along, and then you jump dimensions. And as you jump dimensions, you jump timelines. And as you jump timelines, you are thrown into a dystopian world where uh, the program of COVID, which is not part of your world, it's got nothing to do with the world you were in. I'm sorry that you wound up here. I told you that reality was fluid and that sometimes we leap from one simulation to another. Well, this one completely cooked up by uh, quantum computers and such, has us in a uh, a death spiral where, you know, we keep talking about COVID and survival and, you know, ivermectin and versus vaccines and all that. We, we fail to understand the big picture. The big picture is... And and this goes across cultures, you know, and people say, well, is this, you know, why are they allowed to do this? And, and I said, well, you know, and I had said it's not Satan's time if, if you're thinking that the beast would be worshipped. It's kind of hard to worship the beast if everyone is sick and dying. Now, once again, I, you know, I don't know how many times I could warn people, but I guess I could just say the jab is a really a bioweapon where the virus was very survivable. So that's kind of a no-brainer. And most people should conclude there's no need for a vaccine of something that's mainly survivable, even though I know some people got infected badly and had the cytokine storms and there were deaths, there were, you know, use of ventilators and things like that. But in general... um COVID, even now, even people that have tried to identify and isolate it uh, by taking swabs and, you know, trying to look at uh, it under a microscope and things, they're not able to, <laughs> they see infection, but they don't see something called COVID. But be that as it may, the real weapon, of course, isn't the virus. Uh, the real weapon is the, um, the vaccine, which is mainly a kill shot. Uh, designed to depopulate uh, the the globe. Um, that also goes along with the land confiscation and you know the slaughter of humans to the point of I don't know a few billion anyway. And um, the, they who have the money, the bankers, you know, the, you know who they are. They're all none of them are hidden from you. And it's just a few people who actually run all this and have decided that you're going to die. They decided to pull the simulacrum that was here, i.e., you know, 2019. Uh, we were, I remember I was, we were making Girl Next and cooking along and, and, and you know, there's... You know, not without incident. There are all kinds of incidents going on, all kinds of like, you know, struggles with 
you know, spiritual warfare and things along, along the way. Very, very, very treacherous uh, pathway we chose. But it was the only path, and, and God saw us through, so I'm very grateful for that. But, wow, I really got an eye-opener. And I think the reason I got such an eye-opener is to how evil people can be. Because a lot of people are saying, well, they wouldn't do that, would they? See, it's, a, it's like a form of Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> they wouldn't really kill us all, would they? They wouldn't put a vaccine out that was like, you know, and then Trump endorsing it where the whole thing is just basically to call the population, would they? They wouldn't put something out that when it, that the main, you know, one of the main weapon aspects of it is that it infects people that are not jabbed, people that have not been vaccinated are equally as vulnerable, particularly children. They wouldn't put out something that would bring polio back for children and paralyze 50% of them, would they? Would they? It's funny, the shows that are on Facebook and things, um, about the Zephyr Report, on my Facebook page, it's mainly for posting stuff about the movies. You know, this is like, having one foot in a normal kind of world where we're trying to make something for an audience, uh, for, for people to, to actually brighten their day. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, and you know, to dealing with the arts and stuff. And then on the other hand, you know, the, the, my calling um, from out of Los Angeles and out of films and things was basically um, to warn about... Uh, the Satanism that was worldwide and and every, everything everywhere all the time. Remember, I used to say that because <laughs> I was trying to explain to people that you know the biggest house of Satan, if you will, is the Christian Church because they were gaslighting us, and they wouldn't do that unless they were on Satan's side. It's a certain thing they do. Um, they're really no different than, um, you know, than any other institution, but it's the church, it's the barber, it's the lawyer, it's the, it's the, uh, the maids, you know, the, the, it's the cooks, it's, um, the fire department, it's the police department, it's everywhere. And this is what has led to, if you like to say, God's judgment, but God's judgment is really, you know, in a sense, that's a wrong way of looking at it because God's really the one holding back these kinds of horrors where, you you know, we're going to die, right? And I'm sure you don't want to die. I don't want to die. But it's all around us now. Death is going to become very familiar the next few months. It's going to be, the problem's going to be where do we pile all the bodies up? And, you know, the ones who have taken the death curses, <clears throat> really, you just have to figure, you know, in like 36 months, 24 to 36 months, where are you going to, you know, what are you going to do with them? Because they'll be dead. According to the top researchers in the world, um, and the top doctors, they, they, they may, many of them may be dead, but those who survive may envy the dead because they won't be well. Well, here it is only a few months in. 
And now, you know, I know people that are sick all around me now, you know, and they're sick from the shedding protein. They put out a propaganda piece where these total asshole rock stars have sold out. And they're saying those who have not had the jab are a danger to the rest of us. That's why they're getting sick. No, those who took the jab are getting sick from what they injected into their bodies. They're not under any danger from a healthy and unvaccinated person. No danger whatsoever. In fact, the vaccine should have been a prophylactic against any of that, against any infection. They should be technically more safe to go and do whatever they want. But the unvaccinated have nothing to do with it. Mitt Romney is uh, spreading that trash around, that propaganda, that lie. D. Snyder propagating that lie. Uh, Gene Simmons is propagating that lie. Dave Grohl, of course, there's no, no. I mean, there's, does anyone think that uh, the Foo Fighters is not a sellout? You know, just whatever they're told they're going to do. You know what I mean? They're just like slaves. I'm kind of sick of stupidity. I, You know, I'm sorry that some of you have these icons of rock stars and comic book heroes and movie stars and different things. Listen, they're, they're under orders to, to do whatever the, the oligarchs tell them. That's what I've been telling you for years. I mean, it's fun to think of hanging out with rock stars and we're not worthy, we're not worthy and all that and having a beer with so-and-so back, you know, backstage and, you know, and then, then going out and party hard and go down to the Viper room and tear it up and all that. But you, those guys are, those are not tough guys. They're, they're basically corporate-owned entities. They dress up in costumes of leather and eye makeup and tats and, you know, you know to, to display their coolness. But if they don't wear that uniform that they've been given, that if they don't become that character, they're going to get docked. They get in trouble. If any of them, including Alice Cooper, who says he's a big Christian. <laughs> I challenge you, Alice. I just want to ask you two questions. And I don't think you can answer them. But I really want to know if, if you're really sold out to Christ. And I guess the answer will come regarding the jab, right? That's kind of like the answer, right? I mean, if you're, if you're in Christ, you have hyper-awareness. So you know all that. You have a prophetic awareness. Now they're having trouble concentrating because the dog making it hard for me. I don't like it. And uh, I tell you that all the time because I'm on a roll. I got the stuff I want to say. And uh, you're, you're, you're probably not getting 20% of it because of that. Anyway. The, uh, the Lord, I mean, saying he's wroth is like, kind of like, it's like, it's, like an understatement, there's a hand of protection, as I started to tell you that, you know, but once it gets to a certain point of no return, once it's revealed that everybody's in on it, then the Lord must destroy that country. 
But actually, the Lord doesn't do it. He send you know people come in, invaders, and they do it, and then they haul off the women and the children into slavery and kill the men and and basically uh, have their way, right? Blood, treasure, and spoil. Isn't that the way war works? The people running the show are not American. They have captured the American military. They've captured the uh, Congress and the Senate. They've captured most Americans have bowed down to these people that are now killing them. I think it's kind of poetic justice in a way that someone would die from the hand of their of the one that feeds them. And you know, they're, they're, they, they have Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and all these kind of, and other terrorist groups like, like you know, ISIS, which is, was Obama and, and uh, McCain's thing. They got revived. They're, they're a confabulation, actually, of the Pentagon and MI6, I believe. And there's another uh, agency in the UK that did all the, okay, I'm going to slow down the talking because of the, Uh, God help me, please. Why would you have to be right there? Why couldn't? All right, folks. I, I think we're 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 seeing this as excessive, and uh, what I need to do is be able to get this message to you about. That's why we're here again. We're, we're we've had to be here, and I know you think you feel saturated hearing things. I'm trying to leap ahead, you know, so that you understand, so that you understand that, um, a lot of people are blaming themselves for America now, now that Think I think I'm having trouble concentrating. I'm sorry. I've, you know, it's been a long time. And, uh, and I used to tell you back in 2004, if everything that I had written prophetically came due, we would all be dead. Do you remember me saying that? Anyone? Do you remember, Trish? I used to say that if all the things I had written about and written prophetic words, when I consider them prophetic, a long time ago I used to write rather than speak. And that, you know, if everything that, was, that I predicted had, would happen, that we would all be dead. Does anyone remember that? So I said, well, obviously some things I may be wrong on some things I've said because we would all be dead. Remember I said that? Well, probably. You can go back and check it on Pod, Podbean is up, I think. And you can go back to 2004 with that one and check it, you know, see if you can find it. I, I um, So I laughed and said, well, I'm not exactly a prophet because I, cause if everything that I had said happened we'd all be dead. So obviously that doesn't sound right. You know what I mean? Cause it, and now, you know, looking back on it, 
<laughs> yeah, it actually looks like I'm going to be accurate about that too, folks, since I'm sorry. I talked in 2004 about the replacement of the United States was a judgment by God that people here would be replaced. And um, indeed, they're taking, you know, the Americans, as it were, and replacing them with, you know, flooding, uh, you know, immigrants over the border and, and, you know, refugees and everything else and terrorists. But it's to it's a change of the guard. It's the, you know, the destruction, the end of America. Um, as it was um, by people that that you know uh, have been your gods, because you see, you've been in a in an ant farm in a simulation, and they've been looking at you and watching you through a one way, you know, quantum mirror. You know, see, and they make decisions and push buttons and levers to change your environment from time to time. You know. They, you have energy independence one day, then another button is pushed, and suddenly you're begging for oil. That'd be a good one. There's no way that could happen that quickly. You see, you're in a working hard in 2019, working toward your goals, and things are starting to straighten out in America from an economic standpoint, offering many, many you know people opportunities. Uh, and then it got shut down. But the people that run the the world and the, all the simulations and the, the 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 top of that pyramid are, are not of human origin. They shut it down. They use human consciousness to to you know to to they want to fuse it with the digital realm in order to create their own universes. They do believe that there's a way to survive the wall of death going from, you know, a strictly biological mechanical world, a biomechanical world, into a digital world where life is eternal. But there's a way to kind of fuse the two to make it a bio-digital, you know, uh, you, you know, combination that can be eternally alive, and uh, also, you know, the, the 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 being would leave the strictly biological human and become what may be called a transhuman that would be able to live indefinitely and have access to all the advanced, you know, technology and portals and whatever there is secrets that are buried around the universe that people can, if they discover, they can use, which has been held secret from the public. So the public could never become immortal that way. But that's also God holding it back because God is the portal to immortality. God is the source. There is no separate portal of Klaus Schwab. There's no separate portal of, but they think there is. And they're working toward it. And when they have digitized the consciousness of humanity, then they believe they have what they need to create. Therefore, there's no more need of humanity, of focusing the consciousness. A lot of the mind control of the press and the television is to focus consciousness to create something they want to create. You know, right now it's fear. 
right? They, they focus the consciousness onto fear, and then fear begets monsters, you know, lockdowns, uh, wars, terror, all those things that, that you know, hurt people so horribly uh, is created by people becoming fearful. You see what I mean? And then they can switch the, you know, the, the, they can recalibrate to say, get, okay, we don't, let's have fear and a feeling of violence. You know, they try to keep mixing it up with the frequencies to make people fearful and violent. Then they use the, uh, the spike protein applicator, the, the uh, death shot, which is actually somewhat of a, you know, it's, it's a multi, it's a, you know, it's kind of like we've been hit with a nuclear weapon that has many stages of destruction. Because one stage, and you know I was right about this? Do you remember this, this much? Do you remember when I talked about the dulling? Remember when I asked you if people had been dulled? Come on, Trish, you remember that? Okay, I got one, she remembers. I hope I'm not just making this stuff up in my mind. I hope that, that I did say it, right? Okay, so I'm, you know, so I'm pretty well tuned in. Uh, and I said, have you noticed the dulling? Well, now people are, are reporting on it. <laughs> Reporters are reporting on the dulling, that, that, that the eyes look a bit glazed over, that they're suffering from neurological problems like early dementia, because they've taken the shot or they've been around people. And here's the key. They've been around others who are shedding and now they have symptoms that, that emulate Alzheimer's, but are not Alzheimer's. The dulling, the dulling, they become dull. They can't remember things. They, they go dull because the spike proteins uh, you know, invade and, and go right past the blood-brain barrier, turning people's brains into mush. I, I hate to, to be the you know to really say it the way it is. I mean, they've got shills out on Facebook that I saw friends of mine agreeing with someone that said the vaccine was safe and effective, and millions have taken it and and have already had the benefit of they they may have been infected, but then they don't die, they don't go to the hospital, they. They recover and they're doing just fine and it's all wonderful. And we know that a guy like Bill Gates is, you know, who's the he was the de facto head of the campaign. He's the head of it. Uh, he's the head, you know, doctor, you know, whatever. And his whole idea of vaccines is to is to delimit population. He said by ten or fifteen percent, but I think, you know, at this point, I think they've the 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 the, the model they're going off of is you know, kill them all. In fact, they even have a plan. I could start to, to go into some of this stuff now because it's probably going to happen. But they have a plan that if the Americans continue to be disobedient, uh, they will nuke America. They'll just nuke it. They'll make it like terror acts, of, you know, like suitcase nukes, and they'll just destroy everything that's here as a punishment. Oh, well, you know, who can stop them? Who can stop? You know who they are. 
You know what their names are. Okay, who among you is going to stop them? They're there. They're walking around. Who's going to stop them? How about you, special ops or retired veterans? Can't you get the crew together and go on one more mission? Nope. Joe Biden arrogantly says, you know, unless you have F-16s and nuclear weapons, you're not going to challenge me. And now they're turning the military on the people because they want to go door to door. They want to use this crisis for gun grabbing. And if you do that, the, the next step is they will separate you and your children. They will send you to a death camp and they will lop your head off. The, the, the camps are not for meals and sustenance. The camps are for execution. We've always known that. You know, I've always said that. They are not planning on keeping prisoners alive. If you're disobedient, you're sent to the camps. If you're a certain age, you'll be organ harvested, let's say. Something like that. You know what I mean? But it, it's a death camp. It's a, it's a death sentence. You're better off just fighting it out. Because you wouldn't want your children to go there either. You know what I'm saying. Better to teach them how to fight. And if you've gone, if you can't do that, I, I don't know what you'll do. Because really the, the, the kind of thing they want to do is send like a UN army here. It's really John Milius, the great John Milius of, uh, you know, Apocalypse Now fame. You know, great director as well, great writer, got blackballed in Hollywood because of uh, the, 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 the brilliant impression movie that he came up with called Red Dawn. You remember Red Dawn? And they made a really decent remake of it, but then they delayed it because of all the sissies and cowards and, and La La Land. <laughs> well, they're all cowards. You know what I mean? They, they, Hollywood, the one thing you have to know about Hollywood, it operates on fear. You know, fear, there, there's some greed involved like, like Wall Street, but it's mainly fear. And that's why you get, you know, a great cast and millions of dollars and the, yeah, the director gets the best of everything to play with. And, it, and, it, it, and it's a shitty movie. You know what I mean? It's like, how could he miss with all that? It's because of fear. They, they put so much money in, they're afraid of losing it. So, you know, take the, the easy way out. Make it more generally likable for more people. And when you make things likable, what you tend to ruin them, right? Not that hard to figure out, folks. Not that hard to figure out the way everything works. I know the way everything works. And, and you know, I've, I was almost trying to think. The reason I know the way everything works is because of my age, you know, because I got to this point. The point where, then I looked around, I said, well, where's my friends? And, Where's, oh, here, he's dead. Look over there. Oh, he's dead. <laughs> Producer Mike's hanging on. But a lot of these guys are dead. See, I think once we get the wisdom, the way we know everything works, I think then it's time to die. We, we know, right? We finally got it. We know the way everything works. Okay, time to die. There's, there's no other way. And you're still with God? You know the way, the truth, and the life is the way to go? Jesus Christ, there is no other way. That is the portal. That is the way, the truth, and the life. Period. 100% truth. The Bible is like 150% true. 
People, oh, it's contradictory. No, it's 1,000% true. You know, I may, I may just go ahead and turn this thing into a scripture fest where we just read scripture the rest of the time. You know, because we know, what, what don't we know? What don't we know? Well, there's one last thing we don't know. How are we going to respond to this this unbridled war against us because they're at war and everything they do is war. The fall of uh, Afghanistan, they did that on purpose. That's war. The fact that, uh, you know, they leave soldiers behind showing, you know, they're pissing on the, you know, Biden's pissing on the soldiers by design to, to denigrate, to demoralize our military. And the other thing is they want people like that stupid bitch that was on that said uh, if if the military comes to the United States and are patrolling and we tell you to get in the house and you don't, you become the enemy. That person needs to be found out. Who is she? Where does she live? Who are her friends? And, you know, she needs to be under not just a tribunal, but probably thrown in the brig for treason, but she's being promoted by these disgusting, horrible, sludgy, you know, people, the Joint Chiefs and the Justice Department and the all tainted with people that just have one thing in common. They want to kill you. Why do they want to kill us? Because you're the last connection to God. That's all they care about. Because they want hearts and minds for the devil and nothing but. And all these groups and these Antifas and these, you know, they all, when they march along, they always have the, the Baphomet um, pentagram. They have, you know, keep abortion free and legal, you know, kill the fascist and then have a picture of Trump or whatever. And then kill Jesus. They always have something that, you know, I would abort Jesus. Have you seen those T-shirts and flags? They would abort Jesus, right? Abort Jesus, they say on the flag. Abort Jesus. That's always there with all their flags. So, you know, and they're paid by the, uh, they're paid by the Pentagon. They're trained by the FBI. They are not only, but what, one guy asked, well, where'd they get all the AR-15s? They were given to, you know, Soros. They, they dropped them off, and then they have ar Then they pick them up again. But yeah, none of those are registered to them. They're all illegal. Did they get in trouble at any of the riots or anything? No. Kyle, uh, I forget his name. Kyle, he, you know, defended himself, and he, they're putting him in for murder one, and they wouldn't let him have a GoFundMe page because they're all in on it together. And what are they in on, Zeph? Well, see, here's what it is. What I used to say when I was a teenager and I got in a lot of trouble for it turned out to be true. It's everyone. Everywhere. All the time. Not just a few people here or some elite club over there or some old boy network over here. No. Never has been that. It's always been everybody. Everybody. That's the whole story. 
but they can't tell you what they're into. They can't spill the beans. They can't speak freely because they're not free. They are slaves, every last one of them. And they become a slave to make it easier because they got leaned on, they got hurt, they got gaslit, they got their lives destroyed, they got what one chance offered to them to make it back, to look good, to, to please mama. One last chance. So they took it. I don't blame them for taking it. I never had that opportunity, but I mean, you know, I would I'd probably take it myself if I understood it. I didn't understand. Well, the, there was murder attempts and gaslighting and all kinds of supernatural things going on, plus the whole UFO thing, CIA, all this other, you know, this is wild because they want, you know, they want the children. I'm starting to feel very frustrated right now. They wanted the children. They wanted the children. Why? For sex? Well, that, among other things. What's the main reason they want the children? Why do they quote aliens, i.e. CIA, etc., bad actors? Why do they want the children? Because they want to put them in the program, the ones that have gifts. Why do they want to put the gifted ones in the program? Because that's how they create worlds. That's how they kill people. They use the children. You know, these kind of... The Russians were really into this. And it was very well documented about the Russian using you know, the minds of children to, you know, to attack enemies. Well, you see, at that age, they can go travel to the, you know, let's say to the target of the assassination... And basically, you know, uh, you, you know, you know, explode the guy, you know, have spontaneous combustion occur. You know, I mean, they're into all that kind of stuff because, because before there is physical, there is consciousness. And if that's more powerful, then that stuff really works. And you say, well, that's like witchcraft. The witches are all into remote viewing, I hear nowadays. They're into remote viewing. Well, they always have been. The witchcraft is simply quantum physics put to practice that's all it is I don't see what's so new about it you know so it's everything everywhere all the time and it's everyone everywhere all the time so we're all playing a game with each other trying to act like we didn't sell out or we didn't take that deal or we did this we we're not guilty everyone's trying to act like they're not guilty of that And people are freaked out with the Zephyr Report once again. But the only reason you're freaked out right now is because this is the stuff that we were talking about for 20 years now. Almost 20, let's see. No, well, 20-year anniversary comes up uh, March 2022. How about that? 20 years. Hard labor. 20 years. Actually, it is hard labor. To get in the state, like I'm in a state, I have to get myself into a state, like a, I call it like the prophetic state, where I just have, you know, no filter, right? No filter, because of the dam damage that was done to my psyche, 
I have no filter that I can say things that I, I, I otherwise would take people years to get to be able to say, I can say, because I don't, because of damage, because of damage, because of attack, of pain, betrayal. I'm not trying to make it about me. I'm just saying, you know, what's particular about me? What, how do I contribute to this whole body of information? I'm telling you, this is, this is how I contribute, this piece here. In other words, why is this happening? Well, here's this piece here. That's why this is happening, because of this piece here. Everything, everywhere, all the time. That's why. And the Bible backs me up. It says, you know, there's not one righteous, no, not one. Except for him, Jesus, that's it. And him crucified. And and period. <laughs> you know, end. Full stop. Forget it. Don't play around with your soul, friends. Don't play around with your souls. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Way. What's that mean? Now, this is going back to John 14, 6, the, the, you know, We've tread over that scripture a million times, but way means, you know, way of life. Means forever. Truth means absolute truth, which I like to call axiomatic truth. In other words, first truth, like first principles. And life itself, meaning no Jesus and this is very important. I mean, no Jesus, no truth, no light, right? The light of the world is Christ, and the light of the world is truth. But it's nothing without life. There is nothing that would be a living without Jesus. Say, well, Jesus came later. No. Jesus is the lamb slain before the foundation, before there was a world. I am. You understand? Jesus arrives kind of late as a physical incarnation, but actually is ancient, right? Ancient, forever, meaning outside of time. Outside of time also means outside of space, Without space, time is unnecessary. Without time, space is unnecessary. Time, space, a complete illusion, delusion, manifestation, uh, you know, a crafted thing, a bubble, a finite chamber inside an infinite uh, never beginning and never ending infinity of reality. Something everybody's fighting over and everybody wants. Now, the United States is corrupt. The uh, 
representatives do not represent the people of the whoever's left here. The American culture is on the chopping block. Biden is removing flags, United States flags everywhere and replacing them with LGBTQ. Children are pledging allegiance to LGBTQ and they're being turned into gays whether they like it or not. If they don't go gay, they don't get a prize, they don't graduate. They're shot upon. I told you that 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 whole group was a militant political group, not basically under the rubric, under the power of the Communist Party, but the Communist Party is under the power of the occultists, the Satanists, the Golden Dawn, the the uh, you know the the ancient clubs, the Skull and Bones, the military industrial complex. What Kennedy warned everybody about. What Eisenhower warned everybody about. Everything, everywhere, all the time. Now, if you look at the Lakota Sioux and the Navajo, some of the other ancient peoples here in the United States who also came from elsewhere. You know, there's various tribes. They've all come from different places. Some, some things sailed from Mongolia. Who knows, really? But what they've said about the way that the, they, they were treated, you know, you just look at that, the way that they were decimated and destroyed by this government. Uh, they said one day, especially the Lakota up in, you know, the Dakotas. They said, one day, you know, up, up at, uh, you know, Mount Rushmore, the sacred mountain that got presidents put on it. They said, one day this, this karma is going to come back and bite you. You know, what happened to them is going to happen to who remains here in the United States. And after the United States is gone, well, it's gone now. And right now, if there were a success, a military success, we no, there's no. Didn't I tell you the U.S. military could look at what look at what happened in, in, in Afghanistan? What I told you, they can't win a war, right? They're bumbling idiots right now. They got no leadership, and you see them bumbling around, and you see people getting killed right and left. This is like out of the blue because it's not the paradigm we were just in. That we changed simulations. Somehow we got thrown into this. This doesn't even make sense if you're a fiction writer. Obviously, fiction writers are writing this. They're writing it. We're living it. Yes, for them, they write the screenplay and the world does it. That's the way it works with these guys. And, you know, the people around me here, are, some are fairly intelligent, but uh, the basic, you know, I, I get along really well with just kind of, you know, <laughs> basic people that just work. You know, they they like hard work. I've, I've had some trouble buckling down to work. I wanted to write a couple of books. I just keep getting stopped. You know, I have a couple of movie ideas. I just keep getting stopped. And I and it may be because, you know, is it, will there be a world? You know what I mean? It's like, really, does it really matter? Is, is, is that the best use of my time? 
you know, <laughs> one, one person said on my Facebook, because I use Facebook to, pop, to put the, you know, movie posters, and I need to do more work with this young artist that's around here. He's fantastic. He's brilliant. And he gives me a lot of these racy kind of really cool cutting-edge art pieces I can put, you know, around, you know what I mean? You, you've seen a couple of them. I've got a lot more, though. I've got like 100, 200 of them. This guy just cooks them up, boom. A lot of gifts. Well, you haven't seen these. You know, for Girl Next. It's, it, you know what it is? It's fatigue. I just need more energy, that's all. You know, to do all this stuff. Because it's, you know, some of it's like me doing that's kind of a DIY, but I like to do it. I like to collaborate with this guy for art. Then we have other artists that do the actual big poster. I think everyone agrees that Girl Next Poster is pretty good. You know, it really gets the name out there. And then my guy that's here, he'll take that and manipulate it and then have all these different kinds of, you know, Instagram things. And I, I haven't really dealt with Instagram. I just haven't had the energy to, to do it for Crazed House. But we are Crazed House, and I know there'll be a lot more focus on it, but we have, like, two more things we're going to do after this. We've got... You know, here I am in the midst of talking about the ultimate apocalypse, and then I'm talking about this movie thing, and, and I'm wondering, gosh, if I go to the, the you know, the Girl Next is going to be at this festival uh, called the Macabre Fair, and um, Larry's friends with a guy that uh, he liked Larry's past movie, movies that he's done, and so they're kind of friends, and, and he invited, you know, Larry, we didn't have to, you know, pay to enter the festival, and then I think we're actually going to be headlining, you know, it's going to be like a Saturday night screening, um, you know, and then the after us are shorts, and then after that are awards. And um, so, you know, it's pretty cool. We avoided, people say, well, why didn't you get into, um, you know, since you're friends with Tony Timpone, why didn't you get into the Fantasia? It's because Tony warned us that the material of Girl Next was too controversial for Fantasia that they wouldn't probably wouldn't be able to to sponsor us. You know that was then. He doesn't think that now, but then it was like he was worried about the Me Too thing. And then why didn't you enter Fright Fest? Well, that's a little early for an airplane, isn't it? What are they going to do? Bomb us? Is that next? Fright Fest is in the UK. And they are put out by Arrow Films. Arrow Films put out special uh, Blu-ray DVDs of Society, Bride of Reanimator, that I co-wrote. And, and they put out these... You, you know, they know us. They know me. But, uh, you know, we didn't want to push that either. You know what I mean? Just because of a past thing doesn't mean, you know, they, they, they were told about Girl Next. They really didn't warm up to it like it wasn't something they really wanted it's not really a horror movie per se it's not really you know fitting into their paradigm of you know like you know you know like i don't know if they have the rob zombie thing you know the thousand corpses and stuff like that you know traditional horror gore stuff like that they they take the classics and they remake they do comic books and it's very cool we like the arrow people the arrow films we like what they're doing. We want to be, you know, a part of that. But it's there's just a weird thing with Girl Next being kind of like not quite horror, not quite 
thriller, you know, drama, you know, art house. It's where does that fit in exactly? And the fans are making it clear. There's more and more people supporting us. Thank God, because, you know, we need you to come to the rescue because the first thing they want to do is destroy us, you know, for being independent, number one, and then saying things that you shouldn't say. You know, even though for us it's just like basic conversation, to the world it's not, okay? They don't want things so literal. Even though for us it's a kind of a parody, but... You know, I understand. I mean, I, I, I get it. You know, I get it. There's a, there's a, there's a, they're scared of probably the Zaff report. You see what I mean? So they send, you know, they send people to hurt us. It's called gang stalking, and they gaslight us. And then, say, so what a movie. They just, they just, you know, you know, they try to destroy it so that it doesn't get any attention. And then, but, See what we had is all you guys, Zephyr Ford folks. We don't we don't advertise here, but you've all gone out and liked it and supported us, and you've got a lot of, a lot of reviews on Amazon. It's not the it's not like all five star reviews. It's like you know three point nine or something out of five. But hey, I'll ta- I'll take it. You know what I mean? I'll take it. I don't know what level. I think we did a good job with the film. I think the 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 awards we won two. Two best feature awards. We won one best acting, one best cinematography, and one uh, award of excellence from the the, the very competitive global accolade uh, contest, which is a global contest. And they had things like you know anti-Trump stuff winning. You know what I mean? And we were right in there that with all that kind of you know politically correct stuff, and we did okay. We got an award of excellence, which is. Uh, a little bit like a runner-up, but there could only be one feature. There was like hundreds of films and hundreds and hundreds of films entered into that contest. So to be, you know, to, to get that was pretty cool. And um, the point is that then we've been selected 10 times. You know, so our selection rate is almost 60% of festival uh, managers and festival selectors and people that run these things are, are really keen for Girl Night because the fans love it. But see, there's a there's a big group of uh, gatekeepers that you don't know about, and they hang around on you know IMDb, and they hang around these little sites, and they and they they pay for you know they pay for like you know thumbs down, they pay they they you know what I mean? They have they have ways of they have tons of these fake accounts, and they uh, and they you know they do their thing. With them, the well, we've survived it. You see, I didn't know it would be this bad. I mean, we had this back with dementia, but it wasn't. I'll just tell you one of the tricks that they do. They'll they'll like slam the film, but promote one of the actors. Okay, that will be like a manager of the actor that doesn't want the actor being in indie films, but wants them to be taken up by the club. You know, by the right. You have indie films over here, and then over on that side, you have the corporate, you know, the, the guys in the suits, you know, Satan, right, basically. And so they'll put the film down, and they won't say anything articulate. Oh, it's a real sloppy mess, blah, 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 blah. you know, nothing specific. Say, but, uh, you know, this guy is the one good thing that stood out. 
And the way I learned that is I learned that last time when they did that with Matt Schultz out of uh, dementia. They go, you know, that I found out the one reviewing it was the guy's girlfriend. (laughs) Oh, this film sucks, but Matt Schultz is brilliant. And, you know, he did go from that film because of us. He was able to go to Fast and Furious and all these other, his career was launched based on us. And then he just turned around and trashed us. Oh, no, I, you know, folks, I didn't think that we would escape uh, dirty uh, politics. And you think politics is bad? You know, film is all political. It's, it's all that. It's miles of that. Same thing happened to Dallas Sonia on his uh, run, hide, fight. He released it through Shapiro. You know, Daily Wire, you know, what's his first name? Shapiro. Ben Shapiro, and Ben Shapiro is making movies. Uh, Run, Hide, Fight's a great movie. Produced by a great guy, Dallas. And we're kind of in the same universe a little bit, you know. And he's now doing the film with Gina Carano. Got kicked out of Disney. Remember her? She's a big star. And uh, they're making a movie with Eric Red, who wrote The Hitcher originally, which was a fantastic uh Great movie. Now this one's about getting revenge on this mysterious truck that's ruined her life, and now she's going to go get him, you know, based on an Eric Red novel. So, you know, yeah, I'm a little jealous of that. I mean, that's just like a dream team right there, you know. And then Tony Timpone, the guy that does, uh, you know, Fangoria and all that, is is also involved. So that means Tony's kind of... I've known him all my life. It seems, you know, I'm not friends, really. Just, hello, how are you, type of thing. But uh, he was, uh, all, it all goes back to similar roots where, where you know, so with Society, Brighter Reanimator, Fangoria, Comic-Cons, you know, the Fantasia Film Fest in Canada, you know, you know Montreal, I guess. And, you know, all the, there's that group of people and then there's this sort of, raging, I, I, I don't even know what, what you would call it, Hollywood has become. It's just, it, it's, it's hard to really explain. It, it's, uh, you know, uh, could you say abomination? That's too broad of a term. I think what's happened, it, it really takes some analysis, but what went wrong there is I believe that the uh, people with money, like the Chinese, have come in, and um, <clears throat> they hire the people who will be susceptible to propaganda, you know, people that believe in, you know, the, all the concepts that they developed in the think tanks. And with the Carnegie Foundation, Ford Foundation, all these foundations and up at MIT and DARPA and all these groups have basically created the woke culture, the cancel culture. It all comes from you you say global communism, but the guys at the top are not communists. You understand? It's not really, it's a faux commie thing. They're not into communism. They're using it as a, as a head of the spear to take out the world because it's racist, because it's bigoted, because it's unequal. There's no equity because the guy's working 50,000 hours a day and he has nothing. And Jeff Bezos pays no taxes. He's worth, you know, $200 billion. You know, and before the pandemic, he was worth about, you know, 15 billion. And now after the pandemic, he's worth about 200 billion. And he still doesn't pay taxes. And that poor guy is still, you see what I mean? So they get this class warfare going, right? 
And, and, but a guy like Bezos is one of the guys who's actually paying for the class warfare. He's developing the program in the think tanks. He's giving money to all of that to get them mad at him, delights him. Because it means in the end, the whole system will collapse and then more for Jeff. Even more greed. You see, it all fails because it's, it's designed by guys who are greedy, who want power. They're the ones behind the communist movement, not the people in the streets. They're just useful idiots who, you know, obviously they're aiming the, the jabs at them. They want to bump them off. The, the true believers always go first. But then again, I'm tired of saying that over and over again. I'm, I'm tired of, well, the truth never changes. You know, here, even when I used to have Brother Thomas on, he, he would say the same exact thing. And now it's all come to fruition. Everything he said has come to fruition. I, he's off doing music. Just I think what he's trying to do is just, you know, have some good days while the good days are still around to have. He's kind of taken that approach. He, he's done his activist thing. The reason I'm here is to help you detach from making it so dramatic because it's just a simulation. Even if the idea of you dying is, is, is false. You know, even if you do take a bullet to the head, that'd be a good way to go because that's quick. Boom. You don't even feel any pain. It's just boom, gone, and then you're somewhere else. Hopefully that somewhere else will last. It won't be like this. I think we grow from, you know, I think for men in particular, there is a chance to become wise. There's many wise women. Of course, women are very much wiser than men most of our lives. But then when men get older, there's a wisdom period. And I think what that is, you know, the reason God has that because we pray for wisdom. Because it said in the Bible, if you seek whatever you seek, if you seek wisdom, ask the Lord for wisdom. And he gives it without repentance. To any who would ask him, of course he would not deny you. And wisdom is basically the equivalent, you know, the, the same thing as seeing everything clearly whatever topic it is. It's the, the final, you know, couple of miles on the road to discernment. After discernment comes wisdom, i.e. you have a gestalt, right? Meaning one whole consistent block of wisdom that applies to everything. And then what happens to these people? Well, in the old days, they used to be listened to as prophets, as seers and visionaries. In our world, we are discarded and we die. But as a witness, we say, yes, these people who, have, who are elderly have wisdom and they can see the whole thing. And, and if they're not discouraged, if they're not bitter, if they're not sad... Oh, no, I know a lot of guys who are sad. And all they do is sleep and cry. And, and they, they've got to get themselves out of that. 
you know, because they're missing the, the whole point of life is given to you as you become old. You are given the whole, all the keys of life, all the whole reason and the wherefores of why everything happened to you or happened to the world is happening now. And, you know, I believe that happens because the, the, the old people, that's what they have to give back to society is a picture for the younger people to be able to hold on to and perhaps to avoid catastrophic mistakes. But when I was young, you know, by the way, the knowledge I have now has not changed since I was young. It's the same. And don't they, isn't one of the statements is that, you know, real truth doesn't change? Well, I couldn't believe it. I, I was deluded and tried to rationalize it, of course. I couldn't handle it. You know, that it was everyone, all, everywhere, all the time. I mean, what, what do you want to do that to a, you know, a 13-year-old for, you know, 14-year-old? You know, in other words, you better get going with this system, son, or you're going to get crushed like a bug on a windshield. You see what happened to so-and-so? Hauled off to the loony bin, so-and-so's in jail. You see what happened to these people? You know, the eagle. One guy said, the eagle, he flies. And he sees that little rabbit down there. And he's got 50-50 vision. And he can zero in on that rabbit just like from a mile away. You know, he sees him. And it doesn't take much for him to just really get those talents out. The little rabbit doesn't know anything. Next thing you know, boom. You know, talons sink in, little rabbit gone. Or big rabbit, for that matter. And I said, now you're the rabbit. And the eagles are flying around, the hawks. They're looking for that rabbit. So you need protection, which we could provide if you play ball. What's it going to be? And then, of course, in my omnipotence, being incarcerated, having, you know, no privileges to go anywhere, you know, with no no idea what the future would hold, I say, you could take your little story and shove it up your ass, bitch. Whatever you're talking about, whatever gobbledygook you're talking about, and then it's like, okay. And you never hear again. The next thing you know, you're getting a, you know, a suppository of poison stuck off your butt. You get sick and almost die. They almost poison you to death as a warning for being obstinate. Now, these are just little worker bees. You know, little worker bees working in the hospital situation. But little worker bees. They, they, they get the kids in there at a certain age, and they, they're like, okay. And uh, then all of a sudden, gee, there's a lot of suicides in this place. Oh, yeah. It happens. You know, they, they give them so much time. Well, because the parents don't want them back. You see. And even if they are rehabilitated, 
meaning hooked up. Even if they are, how can they ever, you know, work off the, de- the, the, the demerits of being somebody that blurted out something at some age or had some re- revelation about the whole thing and, and then was punished? And they will always be suspicious of that person. They'll never quite accept them. That's why they recommend killing them. Then it's called a human sacrifice to Satan for the purpose of power. And that's what happens to lots of them. Well, if you have a philosophy of children should be seen and not heard, you know, and if somebody is talking out of turn, that's the end of that. All right? Got to take care of business. We got a system here to run. It worked for everybody. It's, it's much like the vaccine. The vaccine is the same thing. The guy, the, the jab, well, uh, we're, I don't want the unjabbed to put me in danger. <laughs> you know, flaming, flaming stupidity. I don't want the unjabbed to be, you know, infecting me. They have no right. They must get jabbed. And, um, you know, it's much like this sort of dichotomy. Please join, join the jab. <laughs> you can have whatever you want. You'll be part of society. But there's only one problem. The jab won't be here in three years. Oh, that's just rumors. That's not true. Just because it liquefies your brain and your your organs and the spike proteins infect your children and give them like the new polio that's coming and, and, and everyone's paralyzed or damaged or, you know, you might live on as a zombie <laughs> with mush for a brain, <laughs> with no cognitive skill whatsoever and no short-term memory. Yeah, it'll it'll do all that and more. Well, weaken up the battlefield. It won't be hard to get your guns if you're dead. Oh, 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 oh hardy har har. So, the future to me looks like primitive, you know, going into a primitive situation and if people if there's enough people in firepower, I mean, just look at all the Billions of dollars of, of, of gear and helicopters and bombs and machine guns and all that that were left to the Taliban. Now, if the, the militia here had that, they might be able to, you know, you know make a stand against uh, this, this horrible invading army of the UN. The, the, looks like certain honchos of the U.S. military can't wait to start shooting Americans. They can't wait. They've been completely brainwashed with this, the beginning with the SJW stuff, and now all indigenous people, anyone who's lived here, anyone who's prospered here is illegal, needs to be killed because they violated the Indians. So they got to get back to that. So that, that's what's propelling them to want to kill every American there is. Right? And then they feel, well, if we kill every American and then replace them. With the immigrants and everything, then we're then then they'll be then we're all good. 
And that's what they're operating off of, that kind of brain. I, no, I don't know how someone gets brainwashed like that. Uh, you could blame everybody all the way back to Adam, but it's all based on blame and division. Blame, blame, blame. So these spoiled, rotten kids, you know, they go into the military, they're offered big job if they're willing to kill Americans. That's all they have to be willing to do. And if they will do that, they can become king. They can become general, colonel. And that's what you saw with that woman that was anxious to start going door to door, gutting down uh, men, women, children. She can't wait to get her hands on babies. And Because see, again, what I said yesterday, the entire motivation is vengeance, revenge. And a lot of you people that are conservatives and patriots and stuff, you don't understand that. It's revenge. I know, no, I know you say, well, what did I do? It's, yes, but it is what you did. They want, see, picture them as like thinking them. Put yourself in their shoes for a minute and think of yourself as an old Indian warrior. Say you were a Sioux or a Navajo or a, an Apache or, you know, one of these, you know, a, a proud warrior from an Indian nation, okay? Okay. Well, I say Indian. I mean, if you, I'm not going to say Native American. I don't know what else, you know, indigenous, you know, fine. I don't give a damn. See, here's the thing. When you identify with that person, that Indian, that warrior, that person that was wiped out by these horrible, uh, you, you know, people who founded the colonies and then moved west, when you identify with that person, you want what? Revenge! Revenge! It doesn't matter that you're not that person. If you uh, are put into the person itself, I have relived the horror of the Indians, and I'm one of them now. And now I want revenge. I'm a black slave, and I want revenge. I am a hard worker that basically died in a, in a, you know, I got damaged and hurt at a factory and never made enough to have a decent retirement. I'm eating baby food and dog food, for example, and I want revenge. And they're promised, along with the brainwashing comes, you could all have revenge. Your enemy is whitey up there in the in the hills with those in the suburbs of those multi-million dollar houses and those 401ks and okay there's a film that kind of dealt with this this idea of revenge and it was uh called oh gosh and I'm so sorry I can't remember the name of it now it starred um Patrick Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger's son, is I thought it was very well done. I no, I didn't judge it for being, you know, some kind of communist lefty type of I didn't no. It it was a good movie. I, I'm I don't I don't care if it was trying to you know, it was trying to justify going to rich people's houses and stealing the art that's valuable and stealing the gold and the cash or whatever there is there, and then destroying the whole place having fun destroying the antiques and, you know, burning it to the ground, you know, I'll show them. They're taking, and what motivated them to do that? To break the place up after stealing what was valuable. Revenge. 
They want to take revenge on those people in those houses. They want to take revenge on those people in those fancy cars or that private plane. They want, they want equity. You know, they want revenge. They want a piece of the pie. Now, it doesn't matter that the Black Lives Matter founders are, have three or four houses in Beverly Hills and Bel Air and, you know, they're moving right in with, with Whitey on the west side in Malibu. And, you know, they're all blended together. They're all friends. They're all off stage now. They're not angry with each other at all. They're all buddies of being rich. And once they get rich, they kick the ladder down on the rest of the SJWs. Now they got what they want, to hell with you. That's right. But that's the, that's the motivation that they're, because they know in the think tanks and the programming that revenge is the most powerful emotion, you know, the most, you know, when people want revenge, they are willing to kill, okay? And that's what they want done. They want the indigenous people of the United States basically killed. That's, that's what, where this is going. And uh, the next time they, uh, they, they authorize uh, Black Lives Matter and Antifa, well, they have to authorize it. The FBI has to actually, you know, call them and say, okay, we're good to go. Oh, they try to make it like a, some kind of, you know, they try to make it like some kind of indigenous, you know, grassroots thing. But, you know, it's, 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 it even goes back to Germany or something. And, you know, Black Lives Matter is a, uh, basically, basically ahead of a, a neo-Marxism, uh, organization, but confabulated, crafted by the U.S. military and, of course, law enforcement being, you know, the FBI still try to recruit people that look like, uh, white supremacists so they can, have some key assassinations going on, then blame it on, you know, a white supremacist, and then and then do the the gun confiscation. That's a big, and then shoot Americans in their in their homes. Oh, that's a big one. That's 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 they want to raise hell, but they got to soften up the battlefield. So that's why they insist on the jab because the jab was a do. Well, if it doesn't kill you right away, what it makes you is weak. We just talked to. A relative today and they were all haughty about it you know I think the jab is great now here it is six eight nine months later and they can't breathe and they're wondering what to do and this is just, now in our own family in the extended family of Trish I mean that is getting close well, it was all hunky-dory the first day. I got jabbed, oh, look at me, you know, social, you know what I mean, virtue signaling to everybody. Yeah, I'm on the team. I'm with you, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger never got the jab. He got like a, at best, a placebo because he still has, the elites don't get jabbed and they don't wear masks, ever. Because they feel it's a sign of slavery. They don't do it. They do it in front of a camera, you know, they, in Congress, to show off to you that they really care, they don't give a shit about you. You, you, they want to kill. They want to. Pelosi said it best. She said, "What a waste Social Security is." AKA, translate please. What a waste these old people are taking Social Security. You know, without the old people, hence COVID nineteen, Andrew Cuomo, cue the deaths. Now we can grab some of that money. 
It balances out. All you got to do is kill people and the budget will balance itself. Hello? Pelosi is in full skull and bones. That's why I got the the pirate skull and bones. They're in full skull and bones mode right now. They're stealing the money from the future taxpayer because the future taxpayer won't be here. They'll be dead. The, the children who have not paid into the system yet won't be here because most people that are in the system and obey the system won't be here. Every actuarial table will tell you that. They're planning on replacing workers and people, you know, three years from now. I, I would think, you know, my, my gut feeling tells me that it's not going to be like a mass that you have like half the people dead, but the other half sick. So that's just as good, and who will die earlier than 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 than, than said? Um, and there is treatment for those who did get the jab. And notice, we also said this prediction. I'm not the only one, but I did predict one amongst many that they won't stop with the couple, with now two jabs. They're going to go on to you know have have them every week, every month. You know, get the next upgrade. Japan stopped 1.6 million doses, but they've stopped the whole program. Why? Because they put magnetics, magnetic, you know, metals in the the jabs. Why? It, it, you can stick the, you know, the, the silverware, the, 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 your dinnerware will stick to you, right? Like a magnet. And why do they do that? Why they put that in there? It's it's for communication, obviously, for the five G communication, for you know other frequency communication, so they can control, they can turn people into basically transceivers, who can will can take information in and give in, and they can extract information at will any time. Plus, control of the population. That's why you put magnetics into people into the vaccine, and magnetics also kills people. Yeah, so they envision a United States even with, you know, with a very lowered population. And, and of course, you know, the governor here, she just took 30% of New Mexico's land and, and gave it away to her friends. So now, you see what I mean? They're doing this in every state, right? Eventually, with the pretext of getting people off the land, killing them, getting, bulldozing the houses, rewilding the United States. That's the plan for the future. Using the FEMA camps and, uh, you know, internment camps from coast to coast to basically kill off the rest of, you know, whoever is here and then welcoming in the new, the new slaves who will not give the government any crap. They'll just do the work, but they won't be living in rural areas. They'll be living in little 200 square foot uh, cubicles in big cities or wherever the work is needed goes on. That's the plan of 2030. Agenda 2030 is depopulation. 2021 is basically what you have now. 2030 is depopulation. So the other thing I'm thinking of is what are they going to do with all the bodies? Because certainly hundreds of thousands are dying. I mean, tens of thousands at least. Even, but if you, you know, but they're manipulating the figures so you can't see who's dying. 
you have to look at it this way. Look at the people in your circle. Are you seeing people sick now? I am. I wasn't before. But now that the vaccine is here and we warned you and we said, don't take it because that's the real sickness, they took it anyway because they're just so smart, right? So now, how many people know people sick? And probably in families, probably know children that are sick because their parents got the jab they shed upon the children. Yeah. That's why they're saying they want to vaccinate all the children so that the children are shedding but they're not getting sick. Well, of course they get sick. If you put this spike protein into your body, you're already sick. I don't know what they're thinking. They say, oh, they're not dying. Oh, no, no, they're sick. They have the spike protein. Their body's been turned into a spike protein manufacturing machine. There is no immune system in that body. So what happens when a real flu or pneumonia or whatever comes along? Dead. You can't fight it off. You know, so so there's that. And, you know, so for all of us, the help is, I mean, we are, um, you know, they're, they're great with, with ivermectin, Regeneron, um, quinine. You know, it's interesting that a lot of people are taking the, uh, the, the, the supplements from the bark of the tree, the cholo tree or the, what's it's called? Uh, but uh, it's a, uh, it's pure quinine as a supplement. I think that's probably a good way to go. I mean, you can also take a hydroxychloroquine once a week, I guess. You can do that too. Ivermectin, uh, pills are kind of easy to come by, a little expensive, but I mean, you know, apparently that will, if you're sick and you can't breathe, the ivermectin treatment, and, you know, they also have things like, uh, oh, you know, steroids that asthmatics breathe in to kind of clear the lungs out. You got to get the zinc in. You need quercetin. Quercetin pounds the zinc into the lungs. And if you got good zinc, good vitamin C, vitamin D, all those vitamins, you can keep building on your immune system. And maybe you've had COVID and have a, 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 you know, antibodies against it. Most people have been infected, you know, one way or the other, uh, whether they ever noticed it or not. I think I was. Uh, I I didn't. I can't prove it, but I think uh, the good news for me is that I just keep working on the immune system. You know, with my vitamin C. You know, I've got I've got all this stuff. I just I'm thinking now of adding quinine as a supplement, not a drug. You know, not but just as a, you know, kind of a, a defense, you know. I mean, what you want with the lungs, like I've got a supplement that's quercetin, zinc, and then vitamin C, a little bit of vitamin C, and uh, vitamin D3. So that's the combo. That's what they say you really you really need. Uh, some people, uh, you know, prefer to go the Regeneron way. Now that in Governor DeSantis down in Florida, is having these Regeneron uh, uh, centers where you can walk in and get a free Regeneron uh, monoclonal antibodies. And, you know, that apparently does a great job in just getting rid of this COVID stuff. But See, the, the, the danger is being shed. I've also had some good luck clearing my lungs and, and you know, especially down in Houston, 
where I felt like my lungs were kind of filling up. And, you know, I was coughing, <coughs> you know, it was kind of you know, liquid in the lungs. And I would take uh, my oleander and it seemed to straighten it up. You know, so that's another myoleander.com. It's oleander, homeopathic. I can't say it's going to work for you, any of the things I do, but, uh, you know, I'm kind of diligently trying to follow it. Now, like I said, I'm going to add the, I'm going to add the quinine. So I've got the, you know, nine or 10,000 milligrams of C. I've got, uh, I've got, uh, what else do I take? The, uh, the quercetin combo with uh, with with zinc and C and vitamin D three. I've got the uh, vitamin D three itself. Um, trying to think of any other. Uh, I know there's some others that are really good. Well, I'll be adding the quinine. You know that that may help. I don't think it'll boost my immune, but it'll boost the the quinine level, which will help with the lungs. You know, we never knew a lot of this stuff back when we were getting pneumonias and flus and sickness, did we? I'll bet you anything a lot of this, these protocols work on things like flu and pneumonia. What do you want to bet? So that you'll always, now you have some new information. You have new knowledge that they kept from you. How to go at pneumonia. How to, to blast those lungs with zinc. To, to prevent a cytokine storm. You, I never knew that. You know, this is new knowledge for me. Thank God. I'm a, I, I, I busted a gut here. You know, I, it didn't become a full-blown hernia, but something broke here because how much I was coughing at the last time I had a flu. Anyway, so... For us who remain, number one, you know, don't bother. This is like my number one thing. I got to really remind myself, don't debate them who are jabbed or whatever. It's It's a losing argument anyway. They've already done it. Rather, have pity on them. And if there's a chance that you can help to make any suggestions of a doctor they might call or somebody when they have... You know, when they are all going to have at some point or another uh, vaccine remorse because they're going to get sick. And uh, when that happens, it may not be everybody. I, I don't. We. This is all new. No one's ever really tested this this thing out before. Anyway, I wouldn't bother debating them because. They're just going to resent you. You know, they're just going to hate you. So that's no good. It's you have to just wait until they they have a moment where they they question. They go, you know, did I do the right thing? Because a lot of people don't want to be wrong, and they get sick. Okay, there's a lot of people sick right now across the country, and they're sitting at home, grinning and bearing it, and say, "Well, I've been vaccinated. I don't need to do anything about it." And they're sitting at home like like believing in the vaccine, and they're getting worse every day. And they don't want to believe that uh, they got sold down the river by a guy they voted for. They voted for Biden, and the whole administration has sold them down the river with the vaccine. You know, get the vaccine, everything will be great. You know, and, and now they're unable to work, unable to provide for themselves. They've, they've become somewhat of a cripple. 
you know, a lot of people have become dull. That's what I've noticed. They're not quite there anymore. So when they encounter you, they see some shiny object, you know. And they, they, they don't like it. They resent the fact that you didn't take it, and they did because they realize now they're wrong. Then the bigger realization is, you mean our own who? CDC, they want to kill us? Are you kidding me? And that's not a conspiracy theory? I would have never believed that. I think Dr. Fauci's great. Anyway. The only way to overcome this is really have pity on the people that have, you know, wait for the opportunity to let them know about there's doctors, the Doctors Alliance out there. There's doctors who can prescribe things to help with people who've been jabbed. There's that uh, pine needle tea, I understand. I got some pine needle. I got, I got some. I have it here. Just I, I haven't had it yet. But, uh, you know, I've been around people that have been jabbed and I've experienced a little bit of symptom, but not much. But I did notice it. Trish noticed it. Uh, but then it hasn't happened again, being around the same person. So it's like it's less. It seems to be less shedding in time. That's why Fauci wants to have it every five months now, because it, it wears down, which is good news for those who've been jabbed. But that means don't do it again. You should never put a, an experimental treatment of any kind in, in your body especially one that doesn't have FDA approval uh, and that is a few years off because there have been no human trials because it's only based on animals and the animals died, all of them. So if you know the animals died, hasn't been tried on humans, what do you think humans are? Humans are now the guinea pigs. Do you know in India and China, they don't take the jab. Would they really? Would they really treat us so awful? And again, let's go back to the early Zeph report. Everywhere, everyone, everywhere, all the time. At some point they get you, they go, well, if you sell out if you want to live. And they don't like people that don't, you know, obey. They don't like that very much, no. And they want to rule over every aspect of your life. They want you to be able to go to the ball game and do this and do that as their puppet. And are you enjoying yourself in your new Porsche? Not really. You know, and what God works on is the heart. It's like, a, do I have a desire for things and shiny objects? And well, I, I like nice things, I guess, but it's, it's not first and foremost. Used to be, but God taught me different. The Lord taught me. 
because you know it was like when you're young it's like those shiny objects they they don't do anything for you and then there's something about going the other extreme god doesn't like that either do you know where you 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 uh you uh you you sort of virtue signal by your poverty that you're doing poverty as this badge of honor okay that's also looked down upon by the lord i know you can't get away with anything he's going to bust our egos up whether you want to have poverty as your badge of honor you know or being a prepper is a badge of honor or being a you know being a guy that gets jabbed every other week is a big you know virtue signaler like nobody is going to get away with anything it, God wants to be in that first place. If I worry about COVID and, and the things going on more than about what God's will is for me in this day right now, I'm going to get smacked upside the head if I keep it up. It just has to be, okay, Lord, what, where, where do you want us to be? What do you want us to do? How do you want us to behave? What, is there something I should take up? Is there something you want me to do? Uh, despite everything, I, I think he, you know, basically on the on the movie front, you know, it's so you know, it's so funny though. I mean, I can say this about Girl Next. I think Quantum Devil is also going to be fun. It's more of an entertainment, you know. It's it's not like a sh- shocking kind of, you know, jarring type of thing. And uh, but still, you know, we need to do more jarring things too. That we will, we will. And we are. We've got a lot of things uh, going on. But uh, I think he just wants us to, you know, put us first, put him first, put him first in uh, all these endeavors, whatever it is in the world he has to doing. I mean, he might have some guy sweeping a porch. He might have us making this movie. He might have other people doing nothing, just trying to prepare for, you know, to survive. Certainly that's a big thing now, preparing to survive. But again, without the Lord's unction, it's an activity that you might as well forget about until you get unction from the Lord to do it. Because prepping can become incredibly ungodly. Right? It can be like, you know, you're God, you're all you're prepared for anything. You mustn't forget that we, you know, we need the Lord a lot more now, and I believe we will see a tremendous amount of repentance, especially from people that got, if they got jabbed and they're getting sick and they're not well and things are just not going. And I think you may see a lot of these people repent and say, hey, I've done something, you know, and uh, I was warned and uh, I did it anyway. I thought it would be the best way to get us back to normal and I was wrong. Lord, we're out of options. I need you then. I'm sorry. And realizing that that's the only way really there's no way back to normal because there's no back. There's only now. That's all we have is now. So I hear some people talking about, you know, it's going to be the unvaccinated having to rebuild America. Well, that would be true, uh, Mike Adams, if America has an army, has a military. And right now, America doesn't have a military. So, 
any endeavor would just be another target that they would you know want to wipe out. Right? If you we're going to take the country back and we're going to rebuild it. <laughs> you and what army? And that's a darn good question. You mean the veterans? You mean the, where? Do they have anything but a pea shooter? Do they, do they have a tank? They don't have a tank. Do they have a machine gun? No, they don't. Do they have the plane? No planes. Well, how do you... The UN can come in here with nothing but high-tech stuff, you know, drones, and they have drones, these little tiny drones that they can put your information on there and everybody they want to hit and target, and they can release the drones, and the drones will all go hit their target. And, and kill everybody involved. They'll go into windows, fly around in buildings till they find their target. They've got stuff like that where they can specifically get rid of any threat. So you just have to. Saudi Arabia signed agreement ending the petrodollar. Well, it's all big. I mean, it's uh, basically a post-United States world. Uh, so Biden's debacle in Afghanistan, done on purpose, is to make us weak. Killing our soldiers make us weak. Hostage crises make us weak. So we can never recover, so that'll never happen again. And uh, it's disgusting that the people of America not overthrow their leaders. The leaders want you dead. The, the generals of the Joint Chiefs of Staff want you dead. They want to send the soldiers going door to door. You don't give us your gun, we're going to shoot you dead. So I don't know how you win with that. How do you win with that? And you know, all their causes, racism, inequity, uh, all that stuff, I think the incredible, delicious irony of it all is that the people perpetrating those programs, those slogans, are themselves the richest people in the world who have won by basically enslaving their working population, making sure, you know, the wages at Amazon are about the same as they were years ago, but Bezos is worth about 100 times more. He's grown while his employees have rotted. And he goes, I know that. But see, then we can get them angry and put them in the streets and get them to overthrow the country so I can get even more. I gave you that earlier. But yes, never underestimate the other guy's greed. Quote from Scarface. Never underestimate the other guy's greed. Right? The other guy is greedy too. All of them will, that, that's why the pirate flag is up. They will all cut your throat, cut your mama's throat. Cut their mama's throat. Cut their kid's throat to get a little more money. They're addicted to it. And they all want power over everything and everyone. And if there are enough people that have sold out to everything everywhere all the time, hello, everything everywhere all the time, deet, deet, deet. hello, everything everywhere all the time, 
<laughs> Hello, everything everywhere all the time. <laughs> That's like a fire alarm. Hello, everything everywhere all the time. Hello, everything everywhere all the time. Everything everywhere all the time. Uh, everything everywhere all the time. Everything everywhere all the <laughs> Everything everywhere all the time. That's terrible. Everything everywhere. I don't know what happens to these songs. I load these songs in here and they disappear. Everything everywhere all the time. Everything everywhere in and out of time and space. We follow you from a non-temporal place. We watch your every move. We make sure we slow you down. We gum up the works. We make you not feel too good. Then you can't do too much, can you? You're just mainly dealing with your sickness. Everything, everywhere, all the time. And why were we allowed to do that? Because a lot of you thought that you were just supposed to hang out with a dog. Good. Um, everything everywhere all the time everyone everywhere all the time Everyone, everything, everywhere, all the time. Don't go away. We're going to have a prayer in a minute.
All right, so now, while this thing sort of comes to a droning halt, we are going to go through a few uh, scriptures here that, you know, happen to be kind of about war and about standing your ground. And maybe this will be an encouragement, okay? So in Ecclesiastes 3.8, it says, there's a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. Obviously, love and peace go together and hate and war go together. But we understand that the hate cannot be of a personal nature. So when God says, I hate this or I hate that, it's, it's, a, it's a force. It's, it's not a personal animus you know, that, that we're not supposed to have. At the same time, we have to hate the enemy with perfect hate. You know, or we will probably be killed. Anyway, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. I found that to be kind of an interesting. He will judge between the nations and settle disputes for many peoples. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. This is envisioning, of course, a time of Messiah when we will learn to war no more, when there will be peace. But until that time, you know, he will judge and and he will settle disputes for many peoples. Right now, the dispute is, should these few wealthy individuals and their families, and their little clubs, should they be allowed to kill the earth at this time? We know something like that's coming because we read it in the the Bible prophesies. They will stumble repeatedly. They will fall over each other. They will say, get up, let's go back to our own people and our native lands away from the sword of the oppressor. You are my war club, my weapon of battle. With you, I shatter nations. With you, I destroy kingdoms. In Jeremiah 51, 20. Proclaim this among the nations. Prepare for war. And that's kind of the word today, isn't it? Prepare for war. Rouse the warriors. Let all the fighting men draw near and attack. Do not gloat over me. My enemy, though I have fallen, I will rise. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. The Lord is the vanquisher. The Lord is the one who decides who wins, who loses. Have the unction of the Lord first before any battle. Be prepared to, to, to be you know, sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit and how, how you should conduct yourself, how, how we should conduct ourselves, how we should speak to one another. What we should think about people who are basically hate the country we're in and want everyone dead here, even though they live here too. It's very bizarre for people to think that way. They say, well, you had it coming. Vengeance. That's the only way I can, that's the only word I can glean that actually sums this whole thing up. Vengeance. Even from the people offering the medical tyranny. Vengeance. Vengeance. Vengeance that uh, that the world was allowed to continue without their hammer hand on us. 
You will hear wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. That's probably the best verse of all. Matthew 24, 6. Do not be surprised. Do not be alarmed. Rebuke the beast among the needs, the herd of bulls among the calves of the nations humbled. May the beast bring bars of silver, scatter the nations who delight in war. Lord, please scatter the nations who delight in war. Scatter all these people that want war. Those who are victorious will inherit all this, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Romans 8.37 Do not take revenge. There's a good one. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. Gee, that's just really pertinent, isn't it? Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. See, while they want to take vengeance on us, well, what did you do wrong? You lived, you prospered. And they feel that you, 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 you stole their stuff. It doesn't matter why they want revenge. That's what the, the motivating power is. But we are to let God have his vengeance. The Lord is the Lord of vengeance. You know, people had done us wrong in the past. I look back a couple of years, look back the other day, see what's happening. God took care of it. He had our backs. He had our backs. Just keep putting him first. You know, I don't even worry about I know he will take care of justice. I don't need to see a pile of bodies of people that did wrong to me. I don't want people to be hurt. I want them to learn, to learn not to do foolish things. Right? Even if you hate someone, you don't want to take vengeance on them because vengeance, it's stated over and over again. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Period. That's, that's axiomatic. You cannot change that. The weapons we fight are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. That's prayer, folks. For the one in authority is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. They are God's servants, agents of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. Yes, the Lord sometimes will use uh, evil foreign armies to, to, to exude wrath upon the people that are the wrongdoers and the nation that God had once blessed. I think we see that now. Together they will be like warriors in battle, trampling their enemy into the mud in the streets. They will fight because the Lord is with them, and they will put the enemy horsemen to shame. I will gather all the nations to Jerusalem to fight against it. The city will be captured. The houses ransacked. The women raped. Half of the city will go into exile, but the rest of the people will not be taken from the city. So here the Lord is allowing a judgment, and, and many, you know, half... To, to die, the women raped, but not everyone. The rest will not be taken from the city. It's like the angel of death. 
Praise be to the Lord, my rock, who trains my friends for war and my fingers for battle. He is my loving God and my fortress, my stronghold and my deliverer, my shield in whom I take refuge, who subdues peoples under me. Lord, what are the beings that you care for them? Lord, what are human beings that you care for them, mere mortals that you think of them? They are like a breath. Their days are like a fleeting shadow. Part your heavens, O Lord, and come down and touch thy mountains so that they smoke. Send forth lightning and scatter the enemy. Shoot your arrows and rout them. Preach your hand from on high. Deliver me and rescue me from the mighty waters, from the hands of foreigners, whose mouths are full of lies, whose hands are deceitful. I will sing a new song to you, my God. On the ten-string lyre I will make music to you. To the one who gives victory to kings, who delivers his servant David from the deadly sword, deliver me. Rescue me from the hands of foreigners whose mouths are full of lies and whose, whose right hands are deceitful. Then our sons in their youth will be like well-nurtured plants and our daughters uh, will be like the pillars carved adorn, uh, to adorn a palace. Our barns will be filled with every kind of provision. Our sheep will increase by thousands, tens of thousands in our fields. Our oxen will draw heavy loads. There will be no breaching of walls. No going into captivity. No cry of distress in our streets. Blessed is the people whom this, for whom this is true. Blessed is the, is the people whose God is the Lord. And that, and on Psalm 18 there. Okay? Blessed are the, or Psalm 144. Blessed are the people. Yeah, Psalm 18 also talks about the Lord is the rock. So blessed are the people that understand you know what I mean, about this war. That the most powerful weapon is prayer, and then the most powerful thing is to put God first before doing anything, especially when things are so, it's so easy to make a mistake. It's so easy to think the wrong thing. It's so easy to align yourselves and ourselves with the wrong people, with people that have, you know, not clear vision. And ultimately, it's going to come down to the individual to have the discernment through the Holy Spirit on what action, you know, to take or not take. Now, most of us are fortifying ourselves with health provisions, you know, since they are plentiful and cheap right now, that we would be able to survive the onslaught of this vaccine program, which apparently turns the vaccinated into some kind of, um, you know, spike protein, you know, infection producing machine. All these people, their bodies have become, you know, are being used to pr pr produce spike proteins that in turn infect other people and infect normal people and children. Uh, and then they say the only way out of that is to have everyone have the jab. But the point of the jab is obviously ultimately a premature death of some sort or injury, one or the other. That's the, the two things. In fact, you don't get whole countries to stop. And by the way, this vaccine has killed more than any vaccine in history, and they still won't pull it off the market. What does that tell you? Th that it's against you. You guys who have had remorse, there is help. 
you know, um, you know, there's a reason that, that I see a ray of hope in the idea that Fauci wants to have vaccines every five months. That shows me that it, that it wears down in time. Listen to me, please. That shows me that it wears down in time. That also shows me that he wants to keep it strong to keep infecting people that refuse to comply. This is a new thing. So their strategy is more vaccinations will get more, more unjabbed people sick, therefore more. That's his strategy. That's their strategy. They feel they'll get you through these uh, spike protein producers, which are the bodies of the people with the jab. They will produce the spike proteins that will then infect the children, anybody else. Therefore, we have a wide net on everybody. Okay? The other side is, we will fortify our immune systems and ourselves and our health so that we would be able to survive the shedding of people and we will avoid obviously crowds of people where they are, they say, well, you can't go on an airplane unless you're vaccinated. If they say that, they're they're not doing that yet domestically. But if they say that, you would say, but I don't want to get on a plane with everyone who's who's vaccinated. That that to me would be some kind of form of suicide. We don't want to go to the, you know, to the D. Schneider signing of his Frickin' album. I don't care. Screw him anyway. He turned his back on uh, all the fans that made him rich. He told them to fuck off. I mean, that basically, that's that's where he's at. That's his problem. He's now aligned with Mitt Romney. There you go. Great, great, nice couple. You know, and, uh, you know, he's establishment. He is not anti-establishment rock and roll metal. He deceived his... Uh, you, you know, fans that he was some kind of rebel. He is not a rebel. He is a conformist. And that's just, you know, nice to know that after all these years. I kind of suspected it with a lot of them. You know, well, let's see what, uh, let's see what uh, your icons do. As far as I'm concerned, once they blow my trust like that, it's gone. That's the end of it. Oh, I'll tell you exactly why. You know, I've, I, I'm not a fan anyway. I, I just thought that, you know, it was just a, you know, you know we're not going to take it. You know, I mean, everyone knows that song. And uh, I thought, you know, that song was like Trump was using it and we're not going to take it. Now it looks like they're taking it right up the yin-yang. So, no, <laughs> I don't want what D. Snyder's done. You know, check on him in a couple of years. God help him. God, really, God help him. God help all that have taken this jab to see the light before it's too late. I see a ray of hope in the idea that Fauci says every five months. That shows me that it wears down. Folks, if, if, it's gonna take, if there's a protocol you can take to wear it down and then out of your system so you're not producing those spike proteins, uh, maybe there may be a chance you can return to normal at least... If you can't get back to normal, you can get back to functional. I don't know why they keep pushing these things when so many people are dying. You know what I mean? Around the world. I mean, you know, you're dealing with a lot like, like, 
you know, what is it, about 80% of the, uh, of, of the patients in the hospitals in Israel uh, have, you know, taken the jab? Higher 90%? Yeah. Okay, let's just say 100% of the people in Israel in hospitals have taken the jab and they're under treatment now. I don't know if they're going to get the right treatment. Probably, if they're not using hydroxychloroquine, and or uh, ivermectin and or Regeneron and or some of these other things. If there's other, you know, even you know uh, this this oleander, uh, 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 I guess it's homeopathic. But you know, hopefully they're getting some help there. You know, but they're they're sick with COVID, and so they're saying the reason they're sick with COVID is because of the one percent that are unjabbed. Sorry, in Israel, that argument doesn't fly. Everybody's pretty much jabbed. Therefore, you can't blame it on the unjabbed, can you? Okay, I rest my case. That's game, set, match, checkmate. I win. Next, I'm willing to, you know, maybe I should put up some money or something to charity just to... to you know, to see if someone challenges, you know, can challenge me, you know, someone from who's touting the vaccine is safe and effective and millions have taken it and there's been no, you know, there's been no, uh, you know, no side effects whatsoever. And, you know, it's it's considered, you know, safe and effective and it blah, blah, blah. What, what, what do they say it says? Uh, they say, uh, yeah, it doesn't touch the cell. It doesn't change your genes. It doesn't change you in any way whatsoever. Okay, meanwhile, we understand it's this monstrous mad scientist thing that is killing people. Okay, so there's a big discrepancy between the two stories, right? Time for debate, man. I got a lot of information. Not only that, I think if I got one of these experts, I would have someone like Peter McCullough on or somebody like that who could basically shred the guy and prove to everybody, the whole world, that this is a dangerous thing that has nothing to do with the whole COVID thing has been, uh, you know, a, a, a prefabrication, a fabrication of, of, you know, a bunch of wealthy assholes who want to depopulate the world. That's basically it. And they lied. They lied, they lied of course. They you know, cheated, they lied, they stole. Yes, they lied, they stole, they cheated. The thing about that that is so interesting is how much they enjoy the deaths. And, uh, you know, what, what do we have now? We have probably 100,000 deaths, but some people are saying millions. And it's like, could they hide millions around the world? Yeah, the media could hide. It, we could lose 200 million people here. The media could hide it all. And you go, gee, it doesn't seem like there's as much traffic down here in, uh, you know, in uh, L.A. or New York or, you know, San Francisco, whatever. And... It'll be, well, that's just the way it is nowadays. We don't drive as much. You know what I mean? And people go, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And they'll just accept it. You know? Meanwhile, they're moving the immigrants in as fast as they can, get them into these positions of, you know, where they can control them. And it's a big switcheroo. Get rid of the people that are here, bring in the new ones, replacement, judgment of Yah. They want vengeance, but God is saying, yes, well, I'm allowing some of this. 
Will he allow a remnant to take hold and rebuild? Yes or no? Only when these people stop murdering children, only when these people are arrested and put away, only when all their games are stopped. Right now, the cartels, obviously, and Mexico, working with the Biden administration, working with the Chinese, working with the FBI, the, the Antifa, they're, they're all working to overthrow this little beautiful, amazing country that's come up with so much innovation, so many things, <clears throat> and they and they just can't stand it because it's not them that came up with it. They didn't do anything. This is what happens. And if we could just... You know, I know it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better, folks. You're going to see death. But hopefully those deaths will help people to repent because even if... Like, say you're going to die. You know, you know they're going to come door to door. You know they're going to get you eventually. Okay. On that day, you're going to want to have that relationship with God so that you can be at peace when they shoot you in the head. You know, they can't wait to shoot you. You saw that woman. She can't wait to start shooting Americans. She feels that she needs to exact vengeance for all the things that have been stolen and, and all the people that have suffered because of these few suburbanites. Oh, she probably can't wait to go see those, you know, behind those, uh, the, those private gates, you know, those, those, that, that, that few, you know, a few $5 million houses at an enclave. Oh boy, would she have a fun with that. But remember the reason, because it's everything, everywhere, all the time. That's why we flipped into this dimension. This is not the same dimension we're in in 2019. We flipped into it. But we flipped into it because uh, the Lord obviously wants us to go through this, number one. He wants us to repent. He wants us to put him first. He wants us to understand there is no truth without him. There is no discernment without him. He wants us to see, you know, people that have become, let's face it, somewhat either dulled, i.e. not human anymore, or feral, like zombies. I read an article, straight face, this might have been a comedy, but they talked about people roving the countryside without, without blood, you know, looking for, 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 for flesh to eat of humans. And it's because of complications with this shot. Now, I don't know if that, whether that was comedic or you know, sarcastic. I'm not sure. But when you're talking about mutations like that, where the actual vaccine, you know, formula is, is turning the blood into coagulated, you know, uh, a sludge, then... Something like that could, could could possibly make sense. I mean, people could be, you know, their cognitive abilities are gone, so they could technically become zombies with this treatment. But, I mean, that's kind of wild speculation. But remember when I said dulled, I had no 
not, uh, you know, proof. It was just a, a thing that came over me, so I mentioned it. Dull is the right word. And it's happening across our country. Many. Again, in fact, uh, the one person I heard about, they, they, they had uh, like, like the symptoms of Alzheimer's. Couldn't remember anything. Complete days. Gone. Another planet. And they were dull. Their eyes were kind of glazed over like they weren't quite seeing anymore. Hard to see, like someone going blind. Children have reported this too. And, you know, it's from the, the, the vaccine. Is it from the protein or the vaccine? The protein can do as much damage as the vaccine. It hasn't because people have immunity, right? So it's, um, geez, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a real sci-fi thing. You know what I mean? It's a real sci-fi uh, issue, if you will. So I don't know what to, you know, I don't know what to make of it. You know, I, I, uh, I, um, it's kind of hard for me to believe that, well, it's not actually hard for me to believe that America fell for it. Uh, I shouldn't say that. Yes, Lord, I just ask you in Jesus' name to give us all the strength, guidance, and insight to overcoming each one of us this horrible onslaught of World War IV to, to, to help us all overcome and to rebuild, if necessary, this country. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if we have to rebuild, I'm willing to rebuild. I wish I was a little younger, but sure. All I want is like you know, these people that are that are here that are not citizens. That's fine. They can be citizens. All they have to do is they have to not hate the country and they have to want to make a contribution rather than being on welfare. I mean, you know what I mean. They have to want to you know be eager to 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 help out because there'll be a lot to do. There will be a lot to do. And and no 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 small task will be you know having children and raising them properly not raising them well a lot of these kids are going to die because of the shedding that's why they want to jab they they think in some way that if everyone's jabbed there'll be less death that's what they're operating on right now that's what their stats are telling them that but if everyone's jabbed then they they might get sick but they're not going to die. So, you know, why won't they die? <laughs> are they are Americans uh, superheroes? They have better have a better system than uh, others. Have have better uh, you know immune systems. Have better better uh, y- you know. Um, are they better? At not dying? No, I think that Americans uh, do a lot of dying. And I think that, you know, we're seeing people start to... (laughs) We're seeing people start to get real sick is what we're seeing right now. We all know people that are sick this time. See, COVID wasn't the problem. 
We always said here at the Zeph Report, it's the jab that's going to get you. That's going to that's make people sick. And it's going to spread, which is why they want the booster. And the people are duped completely. They think that the unjabbed being in existence are stopping them from full immunity and from beating the virus. They think if they can just get everybody, they can then beat the virus when they are now producing the very virus they want to beat. How can someone get that backwards? How? The devil's good, right? <laughs> Devil is damn good. Yeah. They got they got people going down is up and up is down. They got people saying, if you're sick, you're you you've taken the jab, even though you're sick, and they go, I'd do it again. I'm paralyzed from the waist down, but I can't wait to get my booster. Oh, that's a good boy. That's a good girl. Yes. And here's a treat for you. And please have everybody here on the ward saying the same thing, and I'll give you another treat. How's that? Um, You think we'll ever have the balls to do what's right? Yeah, it's kind of an I don't know, isn't it? Yeah. A little bit of an I don't know. Right? I think this is going to wind it up for us. I really can't think of, you know, I really can't, I just can't think of anything else. <laughs> I can say... I want to, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny being me and having this, you know, movie going to this festival that looks like it'd be a, and I'm worrying that now about people there having, you know, shedding and how we're going to do. And, you know, I'm willing to, I guess it's an experiment to test our immune systems, right, Trish? We're going to be strong, though. We are? Yeah, I mean, we still need some kind of entertainment in the midst of all this. And the other hope I have is that somehow I just think we're going to escape this. And God will escape us from it. I don't think it's going to be the way people think. Yeah, I definitely need some. Well, we'll just leave it right there. I, I, you know, I keep trying to, you know, put in uh, different music, and it just seems like it, it it just disappears. And I put it in a lot of times, and. Um, Hmm. 
Okay, let's try that one. Okay, here we go. For yous. I was sad, trying to find my way across from the truck stop to the diner. And what I found, people didn't even know they were alive. So I healed them all. I healed everyone at the truck stop.
last thing I want to say about that, that was me playing my, uh, you know, acoustic drum kit, and I didn't make that many mistakes. It was not bad. I mean, there's a couple of fills I probably would edit out of there, but uh, in general, it was crisp. And we'll see you next time. God bless you, each and every one. And I'm sorry about the mess this is, but uh, we got two choices. We can run and hide, or we can face it. I'm kind of doing both. <laughs> I'm sort of doing something, and I don't know. It's a lot of... Can't believe how old I got. I'll talk to you later.